You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. What just happened with my voice there? Wow. Okay. That was so enthusiastic. That was very like morning newscaster voice. Yeah. Welcome to Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs and we've <laughs> drinking edition. Um, I'm your host, Erica Lance. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us. We would appreciate it. Our sponsor today is Skunk Brother Spirits, coupon code DWA10. And please check them out. They're amazing. Um, I was about to talk about what I was drinking without introducing anyone else. So go team. I'm doing so great this afternoon. <laughs> okay. My co-host today is the fantastical C.R. Rice. And our guest today that has the most magnificent hair that oh. somehow perfectly complements her shirt. So if you are not watching right? YouTube, you Thank should you. absolutely check it out because it is beautiful. <laughs> is Meredith Stoddard. Woo! So welcome. I'm so welcome. happy to be here. All right. We are so happy to have you. Okay. So out of my drinking with this swag, um, I am drinking one. Yes. I'm drinking gin and tonic. I'm not doing so great anymore. I put way too much gin in my gin and tonic. It's fine. I'm super, super pretty today. Um, so it's gin and tonic, <laughs> but I put um, pomegranate and lime. I had to remember. Yes. And lime juice. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. It's nice. It's sweet, but not too sweet. It's kind of okay. CR, what are you drinking? So I I just had to refill mine off of my my local stuff right here. So it's actually super boring. It's just vodka and and the green tea. So it's our pestilence drink. It's not as fancy as last time. It it had, yeah, it was much fancier last time. Okay. Meredith, you're good. We're giving some props to where you're from. Let's do it. Um, I am drinking a, a Chambersan from Monroe Bay Winery in uh, Virginia, in Colonial Beach, Virginia. So I like Virginia wines. This is a nice fruity red that's got some notes of blackberry and pear. Ooh, notes of blackberry and pear. We didn't have that last time. Okay. Um, we are ready for our rapid fire questions, my friend. All right. Um, so the first rapid fire question is what is your favorite book of all time? Um, yeah, that's super hard to pick one. Um, but, uh, I'm going to have to go with the last book in Dorothy Dunnett's, uh, Chronicles of Lyman series, um, which I think the last book is Checkmate. Um, and, uh, it just brings together kind of all of these very disparate, plot lines from the previous five books and it's just great um dorothy dennett is uh npr did a report on her a while back where she's like you know that's like all the authors that you really love love this author and she is she is one that you catch little references to i caught one on uh, a character in house of the dragon the other night it was named lyman um, and because I know George R. R. Martin has read this series, um, Diana Gabaldon has read this series, like just all your favorite authors have read The Chronicles of Lyman, and it's just a wonderful series. So. Very cool. What about your least favorite? 
Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I spent a long time in the corporate world writing training manuals about how to sell professional tax preparation software. So I'd pretty much say any of that. <laughs> I would I would have to agree with you. Yes. I think it's yeah, a universal agreement on that one. <laughs> I've written many employee handbooks. I trust me. Ooh, uh, there's some things you can't make fun no matter how brilliant you are at doing that. Yeah, um so let's okay, Chelsea, you go next. I'm losing my my brain cells for some reason. <laughs> Okay, so mine are super random. If you could be any mythological creature, what would you be? Wow, um, that's a great question. Uh, um, I don't know. I think I don't know if they count as creatures, but I think I could be one of the muses. Greek mythology that I think that counts. Oh, it totally counts. Which one would you be though? Oh no, I don't know about that. No. <laughs> Getting too specific. That's crossing a line. That's that's too much. Yeah. Or oh, or one of the fates, um, whichever the one is that spins. Ooh. The thread. I think I'd rather rather the one that snips the thread. You want to be dead? No, spins the thread. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, that one's super dark. You went from a muse to death. That those are too hobby, I actually have a spinning wheel and I spin thread sometimes. So, Poppy, nice. you have Rumpelstiltskin? What, what you I was about to say, does it turn to gold? <laughs> it does not. Um, but uh, it turns into yarn, which is nice and fun to knit with. Very true. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Uh, Scotland. That's the quick answer to all of it. <laughs> have you been to Scotland? I have. I went to research uh, the series. But um, yeah, I just love it. Everybody there, every Scottish person that we met there was nice and welcoming and um, you know, and not in like a cheesy way, like, you know, you're going to a resort place where tourism is important, so they're really nice to you. Um, but like, right. we're nice folks and we're going to welcome you and, you know, come sit down with us in the pub and have a, a whiskey and let's chat kind of way. That had to be really cool. How long were you there for? Um, sadly, only a week. Um, it was a quick sort of, my kids are or off on spring break so I can leave them with their grandparents and you know let's go do this kind of time and uh it was but it, I was but I was going for book research so I dragged my husband to some weird places like the grocery store and a park bench in Inverness and stuff like that <laughs> so everybody has different things they want to see that's right know. that's right but I was like my characters are gonna live here so I should see you know what that looks like no that's very, very cool nice. that absolutely absolutely using all my words helps <laughs> i've been drinking icelandic whiskey for a week and a half and i was fine and now i'm like one thing of gin Woo, go team i have not tried whiskey from iceland so their whiskey which is the whiskey's named floki whiskey of course which i love <laughs> and um their whiskey is actually very very smooth and i didn't have any kind of hangover not that i drink a lot to hangover but sometimes if you drink a lot you wake up with a hangover you wake oh, yeah. up less that happened on that trip to scotland 
Yes, and they have this um, uh, liqueur that is made of black licorice that they, and the scoff, you know, like yeah. there's, yeah, it's very, very Viking. And um, yeah, I was in a, a Viking restaurant where they were serving horse. So that's something you learn about Iceland is they mainly, like we can go, oh my gosh, but there are these little horse, I mean, that's what's on the island are horses and sheep and stuff. And that's what they eat. So if you go to a restaurant and look at the menu, it'll say steak, but it'll say horse meat next to it. Great. Yeah. We have, no, see, Corey had to chick, trick me into eating like an actual gyro, not a chicken one. And he told me it was special chicken. It was fucking lamb. And I was traumatized. And I should have known when they started laughing as soon as I was started eating. But I was like, this chicken's delicious. They must season it differently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even eat sheep. Yeah, well, you'd have a problem in Iceland because that's that's what that is not the only thing that's there, but also all the restaurants open up at 11 a.m. See, this is something you would need to know if you're writing about Iceland. Is <clears throat> there aren't really breakfast restaurants. That's not a thing there. Hmm. Oh, no. So you yeah. couldn't write, I went to Iceland and went to breakfast at 8 a.m. Because, yeah, you're by yourself on that, my friend, if you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's kind of why I had to go to Scotland that time. Because I, um, I mean, apart from just the general desire to go to Scotland, um, is that there are things that no amount of like google earth or um you know research is going to tell you like nobody tells you that the um the riverbank between inverness castle and the actual river is teeming with rabbits like little rabbits just hopping around all over the place or what it what heather smells like when it burns or what you know gorse smells like which nobody tells you that but it smells like coconut which is very strange what is that? Yeah. So, you know, there's just things that you don't you don't notice, you know, that huh. people don't blog about or talk about and you have to experience it to be well, that not everybody's right. walking around in a kilt, for instance. Definitely not. What? And not everybody and not everybody speaks Gaelic either, even though there's a lot of signage in Gaelic. Even and even if you're in like areas where people do speak Gaelic, like Lewis and Skye and um and the hebrides and stuff like that if if they don't know you they're probably not going to speak Gaelic to you um because they just don't do it to strangers because for a long time in scotland there was a stigma attached to it you know it sort of meant that you were a hit um and you know country because you were from the hebrides or wherever and you spoke the old language that nobody was allowed to speak anymore interesting pretty cool okay cr next question well, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get four horsemen to write off an adventure for me. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> as soon as we figure out interdimensional travel, you let me know. Like, as soon as that's okay. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you, what is the number one thing on your bucket list now? Because you've been to Scotland, so that can't be on there. Um, I would really love to go to Spain. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, the one other language that I speak is Spanish, and um, there's just so many interesting and creative things happening in Spain. I would love to, to visit. Okay. Very cool. Right. What about, um, what is one of your writing Achilles heels that your editors are like, hey, you need to stop doing this thing? Oh, um, 
just, I think all of us use just way too much. <laughs> and um, yeah, smiling, my, my characters smile and shrug a lot. I have to come up with better directions. That's in the first draft, of course. Um, but like, if you think about it, that's what people do all the time. Well, like people are constantly smiling and shrugging. Like that's what you do. They're like, people don't do that. I'm like, dude, I smile when I'm uncomfortable, when I don't know what to do, if somebody's staring at me too long. Like it's self-defense thing. If you smile, people are like, oh, okay. It is, but when it's in writing, so it's very, I, I'm i gonna say this because I started listening to Court of Thorn and Roses. A friend of mine was like, you need to listen to that series. You need, well, you need to read that series. She was telling me a, a character she thought I would like in it. And I'm listening to it. And one of the things, I think it's great, but one of the things I noticed is when an author repeats something that maybe is not as evident because it's like a few pages before, mm -hmm. but you're listening to it and there, you know, I'm flustered and then I'm still flustered and I am got more flustered. And it just is like, you're like, oh my God, stop saying I, you know, I shrugged, great, then move on with whatever else. Even if you re-shrugged a couple of times like we would, don't mention that you're re-shrugging, right? Like if you're sh you're shrugging an answer to a question, fine. But I, I that sort of thing, I'm now in audiobooks. Authors out there, pay attention. In audiobooks, it can be way more disastrous for you because it takes away from your thing like one of my um i had i had to edit out last last time because what my uh dermot the sort of hero in my series is very tall and um he's constantly like folding himself into chairs or cars because he is tall and um but you can only say that so many times and i had a beta reader call that out last time and i was like yeah okay i should definitely rephrase that so yeah I mean, we all have that, but you know, people have ticks also. People have these things that we do, you know, like um, mm -hmm. I twirl my hair when I'm thinking and, you know, other people tap their fingers or, you know, we all have those things. We just can't make it too obvious or too much. Well, you just can't repeat it so much because it's different visually seeing it. But if you sat the entire conversation just doing this, then that's annoying and it draws the attention away. Yeah. To you're just doing this the entire versus you did it once, we're having conversation, come, 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 and then you do it again at another time, then that's different than she was twirling her hair and the hair kept twirling and then around her and finger was the hair. And, and you're like, you're still saying hair twirling just 50 different ways. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay. What, um, what is one of your favorite tropes? Um, it's gonna sound really terrible because it's it's funny, but I am I have such a weakness for the misunderstood heroine trope. Like he thinks that she's something she's not, and. You know, in the end, of course, he comes to the realization that it's too late because he's already scared her off or, you know, made her feel bad or whatever. Um, and then he has to go apologize and stuff like that. Like, I'm a sucker for that sort of misunderstood heroine trope. Very cool. What trope do you absolutely hate? Hmm. Anything involving sexual harassment. Like, I just, I don't know. 
and oh, and another huge thing. I cannot abide a character that tolerates emotional abuse for more than like one or two acts. Like, I just, I, you know, I just can't do it. I can't tolerate it. I, I, I will put a book down. I read um, Paulina Simon's uh, The Bronze Horseman, which so many of my friends just raved about. And, um, and I know it's a series, but I've never picked up the next book because she, the main character just gets treated like dirt the whole time. Like her family is so emotionally abusive and they just, people just crap on her for the entire book. And I kept waiting, like I kept reading, waiting for her to stand up for herself. And she just never did. And at the end, of course, she like forgives all these people. And I'm like, no. <laughs> why would you do this why would you let people treat you like that so yeah that's that's a a thing that i cannot stand in a book no okay. that makes sense okay chels if you found a million dollars in the middle of nowhere what are you doing with it i am advertising the fuck out of my books <laughs> <laughs> that was the most honest response i have ever heard everybody's yeah. like I drop it off at a police station, find the rightful owner. I'm like, oh yeah, when I find a billion dollars in the middle of nowhere, I, might, police I mean, I might try to find an owner, like stand around and be like, hey, did somebody drop this? <laughs> you know, but, but barring that. Hello, yeah. trees. Does this belong to you? Yeah. No? Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, barring that, because exactly. no, I, I feel like that's one thing that I just have not had kind of the budget to do um in any significant way and uh and yeah so i would do that okay what is your favorite weird food combination um hmm. i don't know that's a good question um i mean i don't know if it's weird but like i'm a southern girl so peanuts and um well i do coke because i think pepsi tastes like it's been swilled through I have boiled peanuts I Peanuts in Coke um, is, is uh... a... <laughs> How do you have peanuts in Coke? Oh my God, it's huge in the South. How have you not seen yes. that yet, Erica? Oh my, oh my God, I gag so they, hard. They, they like, like stick it in actual Coke. Coke. <laughs> no gag, Chelsea, cover your ears, earbuds. <laughs> nice long bags of peanuts and you just make a little funnel with your hand and pour it into the Coke bottle. And then you drink. It used to be so bad. Yeah, and then they drink it. They eat the peanuts out of it and then they yeah. drink it. You want to talk about being traumatized from a young age? I moved from New Hampshire where people are normal. To, and like all of a sudden in class, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with their, their like soda? And they're just like popping. No, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, can't I like that from my dad. <laughs> it's yep. huge. How have you not seen that yet, Erica? I have never heard of that before, but... It's usually Pepsi, but I can't do Pepsi, so. I've seen people do it in like Mountain Dew or Code Red. Everybody's like, oh, it's not as good. I'm like, none of it's okay. Like, these guys are acting like this is okay. But yeah, they'll just, school trips, anytime we went on school trips, instead of having water bottles, that's what they had in the side of their bags. Like, oh, wow. It was very traumatizing for my childhood. Um, that, that's not good. I'll um, add it to the list for you to try, Erica. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Now I don't want to try that. Okay. What is your perfect writing time? Like, describe um, the scene because you got your she shed, which is amazing. Yeah. But like, what makes it perfect? 
Um, well, no interruptions for one thing. That's a big one. Um, because once you get, and uh, you know, most writers will recognize that once you get in that flow, you do not want any kind of interruption because that'll just yank your brain right out of that headspace. Um, but uh, yeah, just interrupt, just like um, get my music going, get you know, get everything flowing. What's your music? What's your music going on this? Is it Whatever different? Works for that what I'm writing. So I it could be. Um, you know, I have, and I don't even care if I like the music sometimes. There's a short story called Buddy that I wrote that I listened to like 90s country music and that I hated, but it fit the story, you know? So whatever puts me in that mindset and that mood for that story is what it is. So a lot of, um, in the case of the fantasy series, a lot of uh, Scottish folk music, Appalachian folk music, um, stuff like that for, the um, new stuff, it's uh, just a lot of um, American folk music <laughs> and okay. old time and gospel music in the case of, of this other thing, so. Interesting, okay. Chels, take us home. Oh gosh, this is so much stress for me. How what is, it is so, something- I can make you eat peanuts and Pepsi <laughs> if you wanna go down oh, that route. No, oh, I'm gonna need therapy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> What is something on your I will never do this again list? Like your anti-bucket list? My anti-bucket list. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's very little that I won't uh, try. <laughs> so I probably never want to do again, I guess, is that's the question. It's like, yeah, like you can try it. But now you're like, I won't do that again. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I, there's very little. I don't, you know. I mean, I'm one of those people who just tries not to live with too much regret. So, I okay. You know, there's not a lot. Um, but I mean, there are things I don't tolerate. But I, I wouldn't say that there are things that I wouldn't do again. I forgot one of my like, favorite questions. What is your favorite book to movie or TV show? Where do you think they did it well? That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna have to go with, um, can I, I'm gonna get really granular because I'm, I'm an Outlander super fan. Um, the, in the first season, the Garrison Commander uh, is an episode that is brutal and Oh yeah, no, I just recently watched that. Yeah. That was so a lot of people, a lot of outlandish. Like, oh, the wedding episode. And I'm like, you know what? No, the garrison commander, because that captured that evil, that sadism, that awfulness, um, and that brutality. It, it just captured it so well. And Tobias Menzies, you know, is an incredible actor who after watching that should scare the crap out of everybody. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, but you believed it, you know? And um, I think anytime that he and Katrina Balf are on screen together, they're just electric. So I'm one of those weird outlander fans. I'm not that crazy about the, you know, Katrina and Sam Hewing 
combination, which is nice. They're lovely people. It's beautiful, whatever. But no, she and Tobias Menzies are just electric together. The villains, I like it. What about one that you think they did an absolutely fucking terrible job of? Um, I hate to say it, but uh, I really was not a huge fan of the Discovery of Witches adaptation. Um, I feel like a lot of the nuance that's in the books was really lost in the in the TV series. I think it was just rushed and um, and kind of ham-fisted. <laughs> and yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that adaptation. And, and of course, there was not enough Gala Glass. There's never enough Gala Glass. I'm still waiting for the book all about Gala Glass because he's the best character in the whole series. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, Chelsea, did you come up with a question? Because you look like it. I, I nailed it. Oh, this is so, let's see. What was the, one of the other weird ones we used to ask all the time? I don't even know. You're talking to the wrong person. Now Now I've led this to a- What is the craziest thing you've ever done? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I met some friends and I in college. Um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. And um, one day during exams, um, or shortly before exams, some friends and I got bored and we said, hey, let's drive to Lizardwick because we'd never been there and um, it's just a weird little town. And um, yeah, so we just piled in my car and drove to Lizardwick, which was on the other side of Raleigh from, uh, from where we were. And there was like one guy in the entire town that day. <laughs> and um and this was before the like lizard lick towing tv show or anything and um yeah it was just this one kind of redneck dude who was working at the auto body shop that's there and uh there was also the town hall slash uh gift shop and the radio station <laughs> and um yeah yeah and we made it there and we were in the like gift shop with the guy who was running the auto body shop and the gift shop and whatever, and um, got caught in this really freak rainstorm and stuff. It was just, it was a weird time. Well, it's just the, where are all the other guys? <laughs> like it's like a horror movie when you go and there's like only one person in the whole town and they just act like everything is perfectly fine. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Totally normal, not at all surreal. The rest of you. Yeah. yeah. No. That sounds like something I would write. Mm -hmm. like yeah. it. Oh, it could definitely have been just a weird short story about four crazy college girls who got like slaughtered by this one dude. <laughs> who ended the entire town for some ungodly yeah. reason, but nobody's yeah. noticed. Yeah. Exactly. There you go, Erica. That, that, okay, I'm not even going to follow that up because we just keep going off into a dark path. <laughs> so, Meredith, it's shameless self-promotion time, my friend. Please tell people where and how to find your stuff. Uh, it is MeredithStoddard.com, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D.com. Um, I am also M-R Stoddard on Instagram and TikTok and uh, M underscore art underscore Stoddard on uh, Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's MR, not Mr., but M, my, those are my initials. <laughs> and um, yeah, and also on Bookish Road Trip, I am on. Uh, I am a tour guide. Uh, I'm the communications person on Bookish Road Trip, so I'm or the town crier, as uh, my friend Julie Valerie likes to call me. 
I love that. That is awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. On... It's been so much fun. Yes, it has been fantastic on the Drinking with Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you haven't already done that, you should have hit those buttons already. Do it now. And then you should be super drunk with us. So you should do a review with us of how awesome we are with the, the drinking and the authors parts of this particular podcast. Either I just or, want to you're how, not picky. Yeah, we're how weird we can get these um, reviews to be. Um, anyway, but oh, our sponsor is Skunk Brother Spirits, coupon code DWA10. Check them out. My co-host today has been the awesome C.R. Rice and the absolutely majestic Meredith Stoddard has been our guest. Look at that. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon of Rassilon. A podcast where we watch every episode of Doctor Who and then talk to you about it. It's like an idiot's guide to Doctor Who. And where are the idiots? The Watchathon of Rassilon, a Doctor Who podcast made by idiots. And a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.